A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, World Game Changers, and welcome to this podcast episode where today I'm joined by a fellow townie, Gary Clark from Nottingham, my own town of Nottingham. Gary, a warm welcome to you, my friend. To you, Paul. Thanks for having me again, mate. And listeners, what we're going to be talking about today is a small matter of a, a football match. Um, and for those straight away, thinking, well, I don't, I don't want to listen to these two talk about football. Just, just be with us because this is a lot more than just a talk about football. In fact, what we've what we've decided to call it, Gary and me, is time to play again with freedom. So, Gary, probably a good place to start is let's just have a little bit of trip down the last 12, 14 months. What's life been like for you generally with this um, what do they call it? This COVID thing, this Words fail me, but this thing that's yeah. swept the planet and it's you know it's put people in bad ways. It's it's took lives. It's decimated societies and communities as we know it. And we're not here to focus on that you know that more negative, darker stuff. But what's it been like for you, Gary? Last 12, 14, 15 months. Well, it's basically been the same for like everyone all around the world. Really, it's been tough. I bet I've been lucky, really. I've carried on working. Um, the only time I've had off work is when my dad uh, actually got COVID and I had to take time off to look after him when he come out of the hospital. Um, but it's on the on the, that's the negative side of things. But on the great good side of things is uh, a lot of goods come out out of it for for us. Um, I got involved with um, your charity, Paul, and you've asked you asked me to write a chapter in in mastering the game of life book, and then you obviously formed your new charity, and you asked me to come on board with that. Um, I've accepted the challenge and it's been it's been a fantastic year on that side of things and uh, obviously this football game's come out, out out of this as well because of Carlton Town and grassroots football has been struggling over the last year because we have no fans in no matches have been played hardly and we have no fans allowed in because of Covid uh, and this is where the idea of the football game uh, came along when I uh, met up with the chairman one day uh, Mick Garton he uh, suggested, obviously, he was involved in this new charity review, and he suggested, um, let's get a charity football game on to raise some funds. Mm. So, on the plus side, it hasn't been that bad, really, you know. So, we'll dive into that a bit more, Gary, and I'm going to do something mm. today, listeners, in this episode that I don't normally do. We're going to start naming people, and I mean, you know, naming people from a point of view of gratitude, immense gratitude, as you know, on this World Game Changes podcast uh, scenario, we have three three different areas. We have young game changers, we have unsung heroes, and we have insightful influencers. So isn't it true, listeners, that the world is full of unsung heroes? And Gary, if ever we needed proof of that, boy, have we found that, and particularly you with that small army, actually probably big army of people that have worked behind the scenes, that have supported for, you know, this initiative, 
this this game, and we'll dig down into the details of the game more as we go along. Mm. Tell us, yeah. let's start naming one or two people, Gary, to show our appreciation. We could be here for about half an hour, Paul. It's unbelievable the response we've had. Once I, I was tinkering with the idea at first, I didn't. I, I was under an eye and I thought, mm, could I pull this off? You know, it's a big challenge. Um, obviously, I, I tarted it out to a couple of close friends and uh, a couple of ex-footballer friends, footballer friends. Um, I thought, mm, you know, this is, uh, I think we could pull this one off. And it, the way people's rallied round to help me out is absolutely unbelievable. I've had a small army. I couldn't have done it without the people behind me, you know, uh, it's not about me, it's, it's about everybody else's. It's, you know, even random people on Facebook and social media, the generosity has absolutely been amazing. Absolutely amazing. From getting the sponsors on board, good friend of mine, I was chatting to her over a, a pint one Sunday dinner. She said, I'll sponsor it straight away. No problem. I'll sponsor it, Gary. I'll back you 100%. Gregory House too. She's got two nursing homes. Uh, fantastic. Contacted a few players, no problem. We're in, Gary. We'll be. We'll do it. Start with Mick Garton, who offered us the facilities at Carlton Town. You know, start off with Mick. It was his idea, basically his idea. Um, and then the manager Tommy Brookbanks and Mark Harvey, they came on board. We'll we'll, we'll play the, our first team against you know whatever you can get in the team against against us, Gary. We'll get the kits sorted. Don't worry about that. You know, Tommy's been a Absolute diamond as well. Uh, from asking Charlie McParlin to be the manager, accepted straight away. Yeah, I've got loads of people to name. You know, we, we'll try and get through it all by the end of this podcast. You know, I've, I've managed to uh, call Smith um, Properties, came on board. He wanted to sponsor us. So I gave him the match ball. Kieran at East Midlands Carpets, he, he wanted to sponsor the kits. So he's, he's, He's a donator and he's getting some shirts made for the warm-up for the celebrity team. Uh, there's a company in Manchester who do suits for the footballers, Mark Darcy. He's, he's volunteered a, a suit of somebody's choice for the raffle. You know, we've, we've got the raffle going. We've got an auction. The amount of auction prizes is unbelievable. And the raffle's phenomenal. Um, from Johnny Owen getting me signed stuff and uh, his talk sports show and whatever. My, my MD at Oakfield Construction, Mark Flynn, asked me if Palo is a good DJ, well, one of the top DJs in Nottingham, if not the top DJ, does all the top bars. He's volunteered his services for the nighttime event. He sold Paul as well. It's, been, it's just been a massive team effort, you know, all the players. I've, I've got Roman who does a security in the bars in Nottingham. He's, he's, he's backing us. Um, but all the players that's volunteered to play is unbelievable. Can't thank them enough. Uh, there's a lad from Scotland, Scottish striker, Mark Slaith. Uh, he's sent loads of shirts down for the auction and raffles. Stan Mitchell at Baseford United helped me out with getting me some players. Uh, Nottingham Label Company, uh, unbelievable, done me flyers and done all my printing for the football programme we got last night. Absolutely fantastic programme we've got for people to, on, when they enter the stadium, it's free, free as a souvenir. Um, it's just going to be a small donation on the gate on the day. Kids are free. We, we're making it a family fun day. We've got, we've got Colette, Gregory House, Tulips, uh, I had the biggest bouncy castle in the world for the kids, keep the kids entertained all day. We've got WGC, World Game Changers, have helped, uh, helped out with buying a, a marquee in case we have adverse weather and we need, we need another bar area. We've got a pop-up bar in there. 
and we're gonna have the nighttime entertainment on in there with DJ Sanjay Berry doing that at night time. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. You know, I could go on and on and on naming people, you know, the response we've had. They're all world game changers, basically. And I love that, Gary. They're all unsung heroes, aren't they? They are yeah, all world yeah. game changers. There's no two ways about that. And, we, you know, listeners, we're, go we're going to throw some more names around. And, you know, these, these names may or may not mean, and they probably won't mean anything to you because, you know, these are local people, or well, mostly local people, uh, certainly within the UK. You know, Gary's mentioned there Manchester, for example, um, with the Mark Darty menswear scenario. You know, the list goes on. And it's very unusual for us in life, and I'm talking outside the podcast, we're not very good at doing this, are we? We're not good at saying, throwing praise. We're not good at receiving praise. And I think what, for me, if I can be allowed to share one of the good things uh, that's come out of the last 12, 14 months is the way that the old way of carrying on, and that's a big general term, is being challenged massively. You know, we're starting to have a look at ourselves in a different light now and then acknowledging the, you know, and I'm going to use a word that's a bit, some might say it's a bit fluffy. Uh, is it in context of what we're talking about here? Yeah, it absolutely is. And that word is love. When you see the love and the compassion and the care of what's been given by these selfless souls, these unsung heroes, why? What for? And the answer is very simple, listeners to give a sporting chance in life to others, particularly the young people. I want to focus in on the Carlton Town Academy, Gary. You mentioned yeah. uh, a certain young lady. We, we know her name. I'd like you to repeat the name again if you're comfortable with that, because yeah. she's doing what I've personally done in two or three years uh, prior to that done. I'm going to let you tell the listeners, Gary, what that is. Yeah, um, obviously, my role in... Um... You've given me, you've set my my role in the in the uh, charities to help uh, youth and uh, help grassroots football at Carlton Town, and obviously I mentioned it to Colette Thomas, who's uh, the owner of Gregory House too, who's uh, our main sponsor, and she said straight away, Gary, I'll back you. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll sponsor the academy, you know, so the youth development comes through straight away, no hesitation, straight on board. Um, to sponsor the, the Youth Academy at Carlton Town Football Club to help the kids mature and come through. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. you, you know, unsung heroes. Absolutely. You know, unbelievable. And I, and I can tell you, listeners, that's not just about getting young kids to play football. I say kids. They're 16, 17, 18-year-olds. It is literally giving these young... And I'll say young men because from my involvement, they were, you know, there was no lasses involved. It was just, uh, it was just the guys. But not only do they learn to play football better, you know, they're coached professionally within a professional setup like Carlton Town has, but they actually do as part of their education in life, they do studies. So they come out with a qualification, you know, it might be an MVQ, for example, in leisure and tourism. And, mm. you know, just building on this, Gary, I always quote, and I use it a recent, I say recent, probably about 15 months ago when I, uh, had the privilege to interview one of my former mentors, uh, Nottingham Forest Academy director and eventually first team manager, Paul Hart. And I quoted something to Paul that afternoon, if you remember, around yeah. what Artie said to me. And I've never lost that. And the same thing applies at Colton Town. And when I said to, to, to the gaffer, as I called him then, Paul Hart, it's that time of year. 
when you know when they release players. It's that time of year yeah. again, Gaffer. Yeah. Used to send it every say it to him every March, and he used to say, his reply was the same. Yes, but remember <coughs> this: we'll send them out the door if they don't make it better young men than they came through the door. And that's true, Gary, isn't it? Yeah. Whether that's it's brilliant. Carlton Town, Nottingham Forest, doesn't matter what the club is. No. We can't really no. ask for any more, really, can we? No, no, it's that's fantastic. You know, it, it, it teaches the, the the kids discipline. You know, it's a start in life, isn't it? You know, if they get turned away, you know, it's heartbreaking. And but like you said and Paul said, um, you know, it, it teaches them better ways and it makes it make it's the making of them as well. So yeah, fantastic. And that's what it's all about, helping helping the, the kids in, into into this into this game to the game and and keeping them off the streets at that age as well, isn't it? Keeping them mm. out of gangs, you know. Uh, I want to continue this theme, Gary, and no apologies, listeners, for this, because these unsung heroes, like Gary said, if you know, we could be here for hours and hours and hours, and, you know, it still wouldn't scratch the surface for the gratitude that these selfless people deserve, these, these dedicated... These I call them warriors, these warriors of love that they give, they give, they give to give others a, a sporting chance in life. But I suppose where I'm going with this, Gary, is this whole thing around, um, well, you know, not just giving people a sporting chance in life, but, you know, why do they do it? Why do people, you know, there's so much cynicism in the world, you know, the world's dark, it's negative, you know, but actually it's not, is it? Because when you have stories like this, and let's be honest about this, listeners. I mean, me and Gary are, you know, focusing in on Carlton Town, and we'll come to the kind of the history of that between us in, in you know, in a in a bit. But there's a Carlton Town all over the world, all over the world. Yet again, no apologies yeah. for repeating. Right. Selfless, dedicated, unsung heroes, giving time, money, energy, whatever it is. Um, you're right, yeah, you're right, Paul. I mean, I, I, my lad had a match this morning. It was the last game Saturday morning, and there's a there's a lad that coaches that coaches him, Adam Chapman, um, absolute diamond, and you know they put all the the effort and all the well, all the hours in, you know, and they're not they're not there to take the praise or anything. They're unsung heroes, you know. I think to myself, you know, it's it's a lot of effort, you know. They work full time, then they're training on a Wednesday night, you know. They're, playing on a Saturday morning, you know, like you say, you know, football's a world's game as well, isn't it? You know, a lot of these people do it unpaid, you know what I mean? So, absolutely fantastic what they do. You know, like yourself working at Forest with Paul Art, you know, behind the scenes, you know, you put the time and effort in there, you know, teaching the kids on mental health and stuff like that. People don't see this, do they, Paul? You know, it's all, it's all behind the scenes. It you know, is you're not, you're not there to do it for the praise. You, you know, you do it, you do it for the love. Yeah. Oh. What would you say, Gary, to anybody? Because I, you know, there's a definite reason I asked this because I've had this conversation with so many people over the years about, you know, getting involved with something, giving a bit of time, putting something back, and well, you know what, I'm a nobody. Uh, what difference can I make? Well, what can I do? I've, I've got nothing to give. What would you say to, and I'm going to say it again, listeners, those unsung heroes, Gary, to, you know, to, to give yeah. them that gentle nudge to, to somehow get them involved in, in whatever the initiative? Well, every, every, like we've always said before, every, every little thing helps. It goes a long way. It might not be massive, 
you know, people might not notice it, but every, everything, every little thing helps. You know, I've had people selling raffle tickets for us behind the scenes. Gavin, Ray, Jits, MG and co. You know, they didn't have to do it. They've gone to the workplaces. They've sold hundreds of pounds worth of raffle tickets. It's unbelievable. You know, they didn't have to do it. Mm. You know, they're doing it for the Carlton Town Football Club, you know, and the kids as well down there. And it's just unbelievable what people do behind the scenes. You know, and nobody knows, like you said, Paul, the world over, people's helping football clubs, helping grassroots football, helping kids come into the game. You know, it's, it's, everybody loves the football. Everyone loves the game, you know. Uh, it's unbelievable, isn't it, mate? It is, and, and it's not, you know, we obviously we're focusing on specifically Carlton Town and obviously, you know, young people, the academy. You've, you've, you know, you've quite rightly mentioned Colette a couple of times for her immense generosity. Uh, we, you know, we're sponsoring the academy. Um Interesting how we met, Gary, wasn't it? To say that we're yeah. Nottingham boys with, how can I put this, listeners? Just let's say a colourful past, the pair of us. I think Gary's yeah. exploits yeah. are well known. Um, probably mine less so. But, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say. We, we actually to toyed with the idea, Gary, and in fact, it's still in the background, I think we're yeah. co-authoring a book called Angels with Dirty Faces. Yeah, that's right, mate. We come from similar backgrounds, don't we? Mm. <clears throat> I think we we left school. I think we've had good upbringings. Well, you, yours are a bit more colourful than mine, but um, we come from similar sort of backgrounds. Uh, we sort of went down the wrong path in life to start off with. Um, like myself, for many years. Uh, mine was through the love of football, actually. But um, And then we met at Carlton Town, a football event, didn't we? A charity night, another <laughs> fundraising for, yeah. for Carlton Town. Yeah. Uh, through through the chairman, who's a mutual friend, Mick Garton. Mm. Uh, I think you was doing the, the um, comparing that that day, weren't you, Paul? I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I met you before though. We didn't really speak the first time I met you because you, you you bought a few books along. You'd done. I did unbeknown to me, you'd wrote a few books, and uh, I think mm. you was. Uh, uh, you brought a few along to one of the dues, and I think you was giving a few away for the club, and then there was. Uh, I think it it only just come out. I, I, I remember I bought a couple off you. And that's when I first took note of you. Um, and then the next time I met you, you, you was doing the comp here, and I can't remember, I can't remember, was it the Paul Art? Was it the Paul Art? It was one? Paul Art, yeah. It was yeah, Paul it was the Paul Art one. And then uh, you came over and introduced yourself at, at, towards the end, didn't you? Mm. And and said, and uh, explained what you, what, you, what you do, you're based in Spain. And you said, well, would you like to do a podcast for us? Um, and obviously then you sent me another book over and I read your life story and I was fascinated by it. Absolutely a brilliant book. Um, and we just became friends. And then obviously the lockdown was on, and you invited me to do a piece for another book. Um, and it just uh, roller coastered from there, didn't it? It just escalated. Mm. And then, you know, put, 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 put us both together. It's fantastic. So, Is it worth mentioning, Gary? It's Carlton Town again. It's Carlton Town again, isn't it? Carlton Town again. Carlton Town again. All started from there in terms of our, yeah. uh, our journey together, definitely. Although, did it? Although did it, because I mentioned to you, Gary, that this was many, many, many moons ago when we're at, uh, just let's say, at our more, most colourful time of life. Um, yeah. I met you in the Royal Children one Saturday night um, yeah. after a game. Yeah. I can't remember what the, the Forest game was, but mm. kind of just introduced myself, Gary, you know, because you know, I was running with a bit of a, yet again, a colourful crew at the time. Um, 
and yeah. and that was and that was it. It was a kind of uh, do you want a drink, mate? Quick sort of pint between us, shake hands, and that was it. And that was yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. Mate. But what's the reason I mentioned that, Elizabeth? Isn't it interesting how you can come across somebody's path, or so, you can make a statement in life, and it might be donkeys years later before that actually comes to fruition. Now, I'm not saying that that conversation that Saturday night with Gary is, oh, do you know what, mate? One day you and I will, you know, get our heads together and contribute to try and make the world a better place. I, I'm not saying it was that. But I just want to use that, Gary, as an example, as a general yeah. example of the power of intention that we as human beings have. When we set our minds and focus on something, how eventually, you know, do you know that old saying, just be careful what you wish for? It's uh, it's amazing our paths paths have uh, met again many years later, isn't it? It's it's what it's, it's what you call it. it's in the, in the stars, isn't it? So it's amazing, really. You know, it was um, in the stars, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a great believer in that. You know, what's written. I always uh, Pluffy had the saying, didn't he? Around well, I, I, my my take upon you know the FA Cup, for example, you know, go back to an era when the FA Cup was very prestigious and it was, you know, it was the trophy to win. You know, that was kind of before yeah. the days of the European Cup and uh, what do they call it now, Gary? Champions League. Champions it? League. That's that's ironic because it's the FA Cup final was just about to kick off. You know, <laughs> the, like we said before, the FA Cup finals uh, used to get up in the morning. It'll be a three o'clock kickoff. You'd be watching it all morning, wouldn't you? They'd all all sort leading up. You watch the coaches leaving the hotels, going to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's on now at this moment, quarter past five. You know, and it's straight to the game, isn't it? You know, yeah. it, it's just lost its. Um, I don't know. It, it's just lost its glory, hasn't it? You know, because mm. you know the same with the European Cup, the Champions League. You know, you can finish fifth in the league, fourth in the league, and still win it when still win it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just gone. You know, this is why I love grassroots football, you know, even more and, and lower league football nowadays. We've spoke about this a few times, haven't we, Paul? Mm. You know, I love going to little grounds like Cambridge United. I'm going to go, uh, my good friend Johnny's a Murphy boy, and he's doing a bit of fundraising for them at the moment. We're going to go down in the new season. Um, we're going to make my lad a match, match, uh, mascot for the day at Murphy, Murphy Town. And, and as, as we're talking about Carlton Town as well, Paul, Murphy. Are coming up to play pre-season friendly at Colton, aren't they? In 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 the uh, was it end of June? It's end of June, isn't it? Um, that's going to be a massive day for Colton as well. So, you know, like I say, we both uh, got a bit tired of the, the the big big game, haven't we? You know, up the highest level we've been oh, talking about this, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a whole new podcast uh, listeners yeah. all together. But I mean, yeah. you know, just to kind of set the frame without going too deep on that, mm. just let's say when Gary get Gary and I get involved in that uh, that thread of conversation, it's like uh, probably we ought to call it Gary if we do that the good old days. Because do you know what? I mean, it's yeah. just magical, isn't it? With what you you yeah. could not write it. I mean, you've mentioned Johnny Owen. You know, he created that video, didn't he? That uh, yeah, excellent I, I, video. I believe in miracles. Yeah, yeah. What and, a film! What a and, film! And, what a football and, film! And that's exactly what it was. You know, that nostalgia, and that's what football gives us, Gary, yeah. isn't it? And you know, that's particularly right. at grassroots, you know, that that's earthiness. That's, and that's yeah, that's right. It's where it all starts, isn't it? Grassroots level, and uh, obviously because of the pandemic, 
it's struggling a little bit over the last year. And this is what this is all about, helping, you know, our local non-league team, grassroots football. And this is what we're here for, isn't it, Paul? Mm, definitely. On that uh, nostalgic note, and I, and I think, if memory serves, I know you and I have had this conversation privately, and I think we've done a previous podcast around it, that when I mentioned that Bill Shankly quote of life and death in, in the context of football, and Shankly said, it's more important than that. Yeah, what's, I know. What, what's yeah. your take upon that, Gary? Because for people that don't follow football or like football, they just don't get it, do they? It's like, how can you compare <coughs> no. football to life and death? What's your take upon it? Yeah, it's, 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 isn't it? They're there on the head, isn't he? Um, as it happens, Johnny's just done a recent um, documentary called The Three Kings, and it's about. Um, Bill Shankly, um, Jock Steen, another, another Scottish manager, great Scottish manager. Uh, and, and they're all born within 30 miles in Glasgow. And there's some of the, you know, the quotes they, they said back in the day, 60s and 70s, you know, especially at the moment with, with the pandemic, you know, and football, we haven't had no fans in for, what, 15 months. And the great Jock Steen says uh, football, uh, in, in the, all the years ago in the 60s, he, he quoted football without fans is nothing. So that mm. says it all, doesn't it? And how Absolutely. true is that rung now? How true yeah. is that come to come to the yeah. you know, unbelievable. Same with you know, Bill Shankly, he's spot on with it, you know. It's the world's game. Everybody love well, you know, like you say, the odd person, but the old world loves football, you know. And it's every kid's dream, isn't it? It's every kid's dream growing up and playing yeah. in the school playground, you know, yeah. playing on the streets with the with the mates, you know, putting the coats down for goalposts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So going back into your, you know, there again, Gary, we've probably had this this thread of conversation. You know, you mentioned the three kings there. Who would be your three all-time greats in terms of managers? Well, it's, it's got to be Brian Brian Clough. Um, in my day, it's, it's Brian Clough. I mean, I, I did like Jock Steen, you know, what are the jobs he did, you know, he did a great job of it. When, you know, I was a bit young for the Celtic era. Um, Alex Ferguson, I loved Alex Ferguson as well, what he did at Manchester United. Mm. Um, there's so many great, you know, old school managers. There aren't many left now, is there? You know, no. the old school managers, you know, they're all gone. Um, yeah, Brian Clough's the number one, obviously, because we, we're biased, we're Nottingham and Forest. Um, Alex Ferguson, I loved him. Uh, I mean, a lot of people called Don Revy, but he did what he did at Leeds. You know, he turned Leeds into the. You know, they used to wear blue. Leeds did, and he, he when he first took the club over in the early sixties, he, he changed the kit to all white after the great Real Madrid team. And you know, look where he took Leeds. Mm. You know, they, they were the nearly men. Really, they should have won a lot more than what they what they what they did. You know, but. Um, there's been some great managers over the years. It's mainly from the sixties and seventies and early eight and the eighties. But you know, nowadays they're not there very long, are they? You know, they get a year, they get two years. If they don't win anything in the first two years, they're gone. You know, look at look at Mourinho. I, I do like Mourinho. You know, but he's and he's won everything. But he, he don't last more than a year at the moment. In these British clubs do even winning a cup, you, you get the sack. Mm. You know, these these owners to come in and they want they want success straight away i mean brian clough would have been sacked in the 70s 
you know, I, I don't think he, I think, don't think he, he must have won one game out of the first eight. He was struggling at the bottom of the second division. He would have been sacked in this day and age, wouldn't he? They would have gone on to do what he did, and Nottingham Forest wouldn't be what they are. You know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, his first game away at Tottenham, wasn't it, when Neil Martin scored? Because they drew 1-1 one, one down here. Yeah, on the cup was all in the cup, didn't we? Yeah, drew 1-1 down here. We knocked him out, didn't we? Because I think we, we got Fulham in the next round, and uh, I think that went to a couple of replays. I went to one of them at the City mm. Ground. And then mm. I think we eventually lost that one. And Fulham went on to win the uh, went to the Fulham went on to, to the finals to play West Ham that year. And got beat well. 2-0 by West Ham. Got yeah. beat 2-0. Alan Taylor, didn't it? Two goals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can remember watching that final as a kid, you know, the, the, like the old day eventing. And I can, you know, I can remember I can remember that cup final. You know, you can remember you can remember them matches back in the 70s, can't you, as a kid? Mm. You don't I don't remember cup finals now. You don't remember them. And kids dreaming about football, because that's what we're talking about here. We're going back to this grassroots theme, listeners. That's what we're talking about. That dream of you know, the, you mentioned the FA Cup, Gary. You know, there used to be two two fixtures, didn't they? Mainly mm. on the fix. The first one was the opening game of the season. Who would yeah. play first game of the season? And then the other one was always the first week in January. Who yeah. were drawn around draw. in the third round of the FA yeah. Cup? Them two the fixtures. We're all that matter. Yeah. That was, you're right. You're spot on. You're spot on, Paul. The cup draw, the third round cup draw. Used to love it. Used to be on the radio back in the day, didn't it? I mean, yeah. even that's like drawn on a Monday night now, live on TV, about seven o'clock. On, you know, it used to be uh, on the radio. You'd be ever so excited to see who you got in the cup. You know, if you went out the FA Cup, I used to cry <laughs> as a kid. Um, the... Um... Just going back to the all-time managers, Gary, I'd like to say this, that when you, in, in a time and an era of the game, like you've mentioned, the 60s, the 70s, you know, for me, it started dying. My passion started for football started declining as I was conscious of it around the early to mid-80s. I saw the game changing, and in my humble opinion, not for the better. And what... For me, was magical about some of these characters, and they were characters, old school characters. Um, they was they were they were like master psychologists, but they were very earthy, and they lived, you know, they lived in the moment of that, the challenge, you know, the humility, and everything that went with well society at that time. But they mm. dealt with it. But they were way ahead of their time, and for me. You've already mentioned, well, you've mentioned two of them. You've mentioned Ferguson. Ironic with Ferguson and the FA Cup. Remember that Sunday yeah. game, Gary, when yeah. they come down here? I think it was yeah. the third round. It that was the third round. I remember it very well, Paul. Very Mark well. Robbins yeah. scored, and it was publicised yeah. that if Ferguson yeah. lost that game, it'd, it'd be sense. gone. It'd be yeah, gone. It'd be gone. It'd be gone. It, that was the start. That was the start of the glory years with United. Like you say, I think he'd been charged a year or so before that, Annie, and uh, come in. If, it, if things weren't going right in the league, it didn't seem to be working for him. And, 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 and to be honest with you, we was the favourites that day to beat him. Mm. And Mark Robbins got a goal out of nothing, and they went on to win the FA Cup that season. But if he hadn't, if he hadn't done that, he would have been sacked. And, and, it, and it history wouldn't be where it is today, would it? I'm uh, saying the rest is history. So he'd be one of history. mine, Ferguson. Clough is my all-time yeah. number one, because obviously the Nottingham, I can remember January yeah. 75 when he came, I clung to that man's every word, every word, 
I read every newspaper, I studied him. I mean, I didn't understand psychology as such, but I was looking yeah. for something, a guiding light in my life, Gary, because of, you know, the history behind it, the addiction, the violence, and the, yeah, all yeah, the stuff yeah. that Clough gave me a lot of that. And I've been privileged enough to, to, to sort of express that gratitude to the, fam the Clough family in person yeah. in latter yeah. years. But the other one, I'm yeah. going to throw a name out there now, and this is probably going to shock quite a few listeners. And Scotsman, a wily, canny little Glaswegian by the name of Jimmy Cyril. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Cyril. I, yeah, I used to go and watch Knots when Jimmy was in charge. County's greatest ever manager. He took him from, I think he took him from the fourth division to the, the old Premier League, the old first division, didn't he? He did, he did. Yeah. Absolutely you know, the players, the players he had there, you know, I, I, went, I had many a good night down at Meadow Lane watching Knots. My granddad was a big Knots County fan. He used to take me down. I've, I've seen I've seen that Jimmy's great sides with Les Braddon and, you know, Ian Scanlon. What a team they had. You know, you're right. Mm. Jimmy Cyril was fantastic. And they've got a lovely statue of him outside the ground now as well, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um... yeah, Jimmy Cyril. Another mm. hometown hero, really. He didn't get the accolade he deserves, did he, really? I remember taking a tea, you mentioned earlier on about um, being on the Brian Clough Statue Fund Committee to raise money for Clough's statue in Nottingham, uh, Gary. Mm, I also had the privilege of raising six grand towards Jimmy and Jack's statue by taking a team of cyclists from uh, from Meadow Lane over to Pride Park one beautiful yeah. sun, sunny Sunday afternoon. It was a few years ago. It was a day that England um, won the first Ashes test. It was really in the balance. We'd all gone back. Is that? No, no, it was after, way after no. that. Um, was it all right? Yeah, um, way after that. It's probably about seven well, we, years ago, eight years ago, something like that. Right, right. Um, right. But we, we called it, well, I called it, to Derby and back for Jimmy and Jack. And it put six grand in the kitty for the statue. And uh, as I say, as you know, Gary, I'm not a cricket fan per se. No, but we got no. back. The atmosphere was great. You know, people had gone over to Pride Park, as it was called then. And, yeah. um, you know, come back um, and a few beers in England. It was nip and tuck, um, but they, they beat the Aussies. And as you can imagine, I mean, you're a cricket lover. The, uh, uh, we, yeah, you know, we, normally uh, beat, we normally beat the Aussies at home. Yeah, Don't do so well away. But yeah, fantastic effort, Paul. Fantastic, mate. So, and you know, like you said, you worked on the club statue as well. So um, just going back to the grassroots thing, Gary, I mean, your, your boy's into, he loves his football. Because I can remember asking him, you know, because he, he's into his cricket, isn't he? And I said, well, you know, yeah, OK, yeah. so you can only choose, if you could only choose one, which one would it be? Would it be football or would it be cricket? And without a moment's hesitation, he said football, didn't he? Yeah, he did, mate. He did. He, he loves his cricket nowadays, but his football, you know, he's brought up on football, kicking a ball around as soon as he could walk. Um, yes, he did football straight away, didn't he? I've sort of got him into his cricket. My, my my dad got me into cricket because he thought it, it would keep me off the streets and it's um, a gentleman's game. And he tried, you know, he tried to guide me into cricket. And I've done the same with my son, really. You know, um, he plays with Papawick and Limby under 11s and it's a great setup and I don't know what it is about cricket it's, it's you get a different sort of supporter at cricket if you understand where I'm coming from mm. you know I think football's a working class game cricket's a, the public schoolboy game 
I think cricket. Uh, I think football did used to be the working class game, Gary. I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's, you gone, know. it's gone to another level now, hasn't it? It's it's, it's a corporate. It's gone to corporate level, hasn't it? You know, it's not a cheap commodity anymore, is no, it? No, it's not cheap. It's not cheap to go. Mm. If you get, if we get, yeah, we do get in the Premier League. I mean, fair play to our chairman. He said he'd keep the uh, prices the same. Um, there's that much money in TV revenue nowadays. Um, the, 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 I, well, look at what happened recently with the, the trying to take the uh, European Super League. Um, I think one day it's going to happen. Um, I've said before on this podcast, you've Manchester United playing Liverpool in Bangkok. They won't be bothered about um, the season ticket holders getting out to Bangkok for a match. They're not bothered. These new owners, and you can see it with all the demonstrations going on at Manchester United at the moment. It was it was happening again against Liverpool on Thursday night, wasn't it? You know there was there was mass demonstrations last week where there was trouble and got the game called off. Mm. You know it's, it's it's all about money, mate. It's all about money. You know, but you know can't these money people help help grassroots football a bit more and what they're doing? You know, it's at the moment it's it's the people. You know the charity people, and it's helping grassroots football, and and the, and the unsung heroes. It's helping them out, isn't it? More than the mm. money, man. So tell me this, Gary, from a parents' point of view. Then have you got a twinkle in your eye about your boy? Maybe one day, maybe one day, wearing a, a red shirt for a certain football club that's not a million miles away from you. Uh, it, it, we can all dream, Paul, can't we? we all, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, mate. Isn't it? You yeah. brought up on it. Yeah. It's a dream, you know. We all dream. We all dream we can make it, and that's the love. That's why we love football, you know. Yeah. If it happens, I don't think it will happen, but you never know. Um, it's great when somebody, you know, like make does make it in it. You know, it's probably one out of 150 kids that go to the academy that come through in it. You know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like people like yourself that when you worked at Forest that. On the mental issue, mental issue side of things, that have, that have to help them out. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. The uh, mm. well, we're coming towards uh, the final whistle now, Gary. It's been a fascinating match. It's been a fascinating. Uh, I won't call it a contest because it certainly hasn't been a contest. It makes it sound like a boxing match. Um, no, this is this is this this podcast mainly like we spoke before. I, I think it's about the unsung heroes that's helping out people behind the scenes that never get a mention. And you don't normally mention people, and we've gone, we've done it different this time to give everybody, you know, a bit of a bit of praise that have worked really hard behind the scenes to do to make this this game come come to fruition. You know what I mean, mate? Mm. And I, I thought it'd be a nice little touch. Yeah, and we both did, didn't we? We both, did, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And this is what it's all about, and you know, the people out there that's that's done all this this hard work behind the scenes it's been fantastic you know I can't we can't we can't thank anybody all of them enough can we mate you know no, what I mean absolutely can't absolutely can't so from the unsung heroes Gary that you know maybe a lot of the world that don't know about let's just throw in one or two names towards the end now as the ref's getting ready to put the whistle in his mouth that people might have heard of you know because you've got one or two decent names on that team sheet haven't you yeah. We have, and you know, and I can't thank these people enough. You know, like you say, we we we, we got we had a meeting this morning, and we said it'd be nice if we could get a few videos together, didn't we, for the for our media? Mm. Um, you know, and, and already we started doing it this morning, and, and four of the guys have stepped forward already, haven't they? You know, Luke Fletcher, 
I mean, Luke, Luke when I contacted Luke, because I know he's a good footballer and he nearly made it as a pro, and he's a great cricketer for Notts. Uh, I contacted Luke, you know, because I, 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 I didn't really realise he, he was good at, that, that good at football. And I contacted him after reading his autobiography and he played in goal. And mm. I said, do you fancy a run out? We're doing a charity game straight away without hesitation. Yeah, guys, I'd love to. Unfortunately, the fixtures, of, the cricket fixtures have come out and Luke's got a game, four-day game starts on that Thursday. He's hoping that, you know, we'll get it over by Saturday and he, he's going to come down and play for us. But if it does go into the fourth day, he, he's still going to, he will make it at some point down the ground to meet everybody. You know, he's looking forward to it. And, he's, and he can walk me a video straight away this morning. Lee Wood, the Nottingham boxer, who's British champ, recently won the British title. He's really looking forward to it. Fantastic. He, great lad. He's helped us out. Uh, Andy Reid's, uh, he's, he, he's coaching at Forest now. Forest legend. He, he's willing. And I've got Lindsay Arkin, who's the Forest ladies captain. You know, she's, she's, Come with through, you know, brilliant, you know, fantastic. There's a um, there's a lad in Scotland, Mark Slafer. He's got Clinton Morrison on board. Next Crystal Palace striker. Looking forward to playing. Um, I'll, I've got John Thompson, Notts County, a lad that's played for Notts County, Mansfield, and Nottingham Forest. There's not many guys that's done that. Um, Colin Barrett and Gary Burt was a volunteer to keep the game off. Ex-European Cup winners. Uh, the other day, was struggling for a couple of more players, and I contacted my mate in base with Stan. He got, he got Craig Armstrong, who's a lovely lad, on board. Uh, Francis Green, play, who's played for a lot of long league football and Lincoln and that. Chris Freestone, ex Arnold Town player, played for Middlesbrough. He's jumped on board straight away. Um, we got Steve Judge, who's part of WGC, there's a Paralympic gold medalist, who's a volunteer to come on board, a great lad, another brilliant lad. Uh, fantastic response, mate. Unbelievable. Uh, and I've got, the, I've got a, police, a police lady, uh, Gemma Iomi, who helped my dad recently with a lot of stuff. And uh, unbeknown to me, she's, uh, she's played in a European Championship for Republic of Ireland. She's playing in Commonwealth Games next year. She's played for Forest Ladies. London Lionesses, I think it was Doncaster Bells. She's she's come volunteered to help us out. So absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. As a police lady, uh, Gary, I think she'll be a strong uh, a strong one for the defence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, couple, yeah, couple of names amazing. there. I want to focus in on Luke Fletcher. Just a little story, listeners. Luke Fletcher used to play <laughs> for the under tens with, with my own son, and it's just interesting wow. how. Yeah, um, very successful side they had. Very successful side. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I, I didn't re realise that he was that good at football till I read his autobiography recently. You know, they went to Wembley, didn't they, Paul? Played at Wembley at school. They played at Old Trafford. I think they won the... They played, he went on to play with Nottingham Boys as well. I think he had trials in Notts County and Leeds. Mm. Yeah, he was a very good footballer. I, I never knew your son played with him, mate. But he, yeah. he's from Ball, he's from Ball originally in Nottingham, isn't he? yeah. Yeah, my um, they played together that season and a half. Um, the other right. one is John Thompson, uh, as you say, ex Forest, Knotts, Mansfield. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a, and I've got a, I know Charlie McParland. Um, yeah, Charlie, uh, you know, great Charlie, lad, great lad. Absolute diamond of, of a character. Uh, very honest, very earthy, a real, yeah. real treasure of him. I, you know, I'm one I of Knotts County's legends as well. The legend yeah. of County. Um, and obviously one of the uh, one of Paul Hart's. Uh, key coaches when he was at Forest. Yeah, that's right. He he he, he become interim manager, didn't he? 
towards the end of the season. Yeah, um, he nearly, nearly, nearly got us in the playoffs. I think it was only one game away. I think he won six out of seven games. With remember, Frank, but. I can remember Frank. It was him and somebody called Frank. Um, yeah, there was caretaking managing, that's and they, right, like you say, they had a right, great yeah. record. Um, they really did. Um, it'll come to me afterwards. But just going back to Tomo, um, I've got to ask you this, Gary. I mean, I know Charlie's managing, and Charlie will pick the team. Can you give me a little insight as to what number shirt Tomo might be wearing? Because I've got a sneaking feeling it's the one that I was hoping to wear myself. Well, I, I played with Tomo on Medal Lane for a charity game a few years back hmm. uh, with a few ex-pros. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I played in goal that day. And I watched him, you know, play behind, you know, in front of that. And what a player. What a hmm. player. He's still at it. He's still, he's still got it. You know what I mean? Absolutely fantastic player. You know, I'm hoping he plays centre half for us because I was I was really impressed with him that day after all these years. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, I can share with you, Gary, because obviously I won't be able to. You know, I'll be stuck in Spain. Uh, I won't be there on the day. Regrettably, I know. I'm good to the bar. Good to the bar. That's a shame, that mate. Isn't it? Um, but I'm going to share with you now. Um, and another word with Charlie. Just say, do you know what, you Gaffer, you've been saved a big, big heartache of a decision because there's a certain um, wannabe <laughs> in Spain that wanted yeah. that number two shirt, so just be careful who you're giving to. <laughs> yeah, I will do, mate. Yeah, that's so, cool. um, anyway. Up. All right, Gary, I'm going to ask you a final big question, too. You know, I keep saying that the ref's putting the whistle in his mouth. I've been, I tell you what, we're paying a lot of extra time here, listeners, but this is completely different to how we normally do our podcast. And why shouldn't it be? Why shouldn't it be? So, just want to invite you in, Gary, to show uh, to show to share your contact details, people that uh, you know around the world that may not be aware of you yet. You know how can they reach out to you, get in touch with you, find out more about you? What's your primary contact? I'm on Facebook, Gary Clark, Gary Boatsy. My nickname's Boatsy. Uh, Gary Boatsy Clark. Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, Gary Gary Boatsy Clark, and also uh, Twitter uh, at G Boatsy on Twitter, so you can, you can keep up with what we're doing on, uh, also through World Game Changers as well, you know so um, obviously we, there's going to be a lot happening around this football game, we've, got, we've said today we're going to get it streamed live as well, didn't we, for Facebook yeah. users, Yeah. so you, you can probably catch the game live as, as the events unfold on the day as well on Facebook, so through uh, the World Game Changers site and, and probably link to my Facebook page as well Brilliant. So the, the last question then, Gary, is because this ref's seriously starting to, to play up now. But the last question is this. So the title, what we said, we, you know, for, for this podcast conversation, time to play again with freedom. What's your greatest hope, Gary? You know, like when we, well, we when that game's been played on Bank Holiday Sunday down at Colton Towns ground and the ref mm. has blown that final whistle and, you know, there's a few shillings coming in to help grassroots football uh, and what have you. What's, you know, as you sit there with a beer and reflect upon it all, what do you, what's your greatest hope? What do you really, really want to get out of this? Well, this is why we made it a family fun day as well. You know, people have been stuck, stuck at home for 15 months, haven't been out, haven't done nothing. Uh, and we set this game um, around the end of May for a bank holiday and we made it a family fun day. Put, put, put a smile on people's faces, having a good day out, try to lay a lot of entertainment on for people, just to make people happy. You know, seeing the kids watching these players, 
you know, because they're still, in their eyes, you know, they are, they are celebrities. And it's a chance for them to meet a few people as well, you know, meet these celebrities, you know, and talk to them, have photos with them. You know, it's going to be a great day when, you know, we're just praying the weather's going to stay on side as well, you know. It's just going to be a good, fun day. Mm. And get yourself down there, you know, if you're local. I've got people coming from all over Britain. I've got people from Scotland, Cornwall, travelling up, London, you know, so Manchester. It's going to be a great day. Super. You know, and, that's why I want to enjoy it, you know. That's what it's all about, isn't it? And you know what Cluffy used to say? The game, the game of football is very simple. And I'll leave you with this thought listeners that the game of life is very simple but boy do we complicate it as humans as players do we complicate it and I think what that's what's great about this bank holiday Sunday event that Gary's you know and his, his selfless dedicated team have, have put together what's great about this is we're kind of going to quote John Major from the the mid-80s we're going back to basics here you know kids we ice cream on the faces bouncy castles things like that and and just you know, people getting out there and, you know, playing football for yeah. the sheer fun and joy of playing football. And I think we've lost that over more recent times. So uh, I want to leave it there. Gary, I want to thank you immensely for the part you've played in this uh, in this conversation. And, uh, no problem, you know, do give Charlie that message that, um, you know, I that, will do, mate. Yeah. that number two shirt's only on loan. Only on loan. Only on loan, mate. Hopefully, hopefully we can do this again next year or the year after, and uh, I'm sure you'll get the chance to get that number two short shirt, Paul. So, um, what a thought, listeners. Let's hold it there. And uh, all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying, remember, the game's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>